want to invite you, uh, Life Springs family, to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. I want to draw your attention to two verses of Scripture taken from verses 3 and 4. Probably familiar passages to most of you. But that is Isaiah 26 verses 3 and 4. And before I read that, please follow us on the website, Facebook. There will be more videos coming out. Uh, We will update uh, a new schedule on the events that will be coming up on this week, so please follow us. Uh, If you need to call the office at any time, uh, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 4, someone will be here, and uh, we just want to do our best to accommodate you during this time, knowing that there are limitations, but uh, we do love you and we appreciate you tuning in this morning. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 and 4, and it reads this way, Thou wilt keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Now I understand that I'm reading from the King James Version, not that I'm King James only this morning. I think that uh, it does as well to read from different translations, but it If you don't mind, since I am reading from Elizabethan English, if I could read that one more time, it reads this way. Thou will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And all God's people said, Amen, amen. Father, thank you for your anointed word. Now anoint our hearing that we would hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Father, I recognize my need for you this morning. And God, I recognize that I'm preaching to some people that have needs. They have real needs. And I ask, God, that you would bless them during this time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you give me a few minutes this morning, I want to minister on this subject, finding peace. Finding peace. There are a lot of people today that are searching for peace. Real peace. Some years ago, a dear pastor, a pastor friend of mine was called to a home. The phone call went this way. Pastor, get here quickly. He has a gun. He is about to kill himself. My dear friend went to that home Uh, found the guy, he was definitely about to kill himself, but through a uh, conversation, he put the gun down. And as the conversation progressed, it went somewhat like this. As he looked around, I I failed to say this was a multi-millionaire. This was a multi-millionaire where uh, this pastor went to his home. Seemingly, he had everything, everything that life would have to offer all the antique cars, uh, the biggest boats you could find. But yet he finds himself in a place where he is about to kill himself. And this is what he says to that pastor. He said, Pastor, I will give you the title to all of these things if you could tell me how to get one day of peace. Everything that he had obtained in life had never brought him peace. However, he's not the only one that's been in this position. 
I'm reminded of the story of W.H. Vanderbilt. If you've ever been to uh, the Biltmore House in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, you are familiar with the Vanderbilt name. He was an American philanthropist. He was an American businessman. He had everything seemingly that life would have to offer. But he made this statement one day. He said, the care of $200 million is enough to kill anyone. He said, I find no pleasure in it. I'm reminded of the story of John Jacob Astor, who was a German-American uh, philanthropist. Uh, he was a real estate investor, seemingly worth millions, but he's made this statement one day. I am the most miserable man on earth. You may remember the name John D. Rockefeller. Seemingly, uh, depends on who you talk to, but at one time he was considered the richest man in the world, especially uh, around these regions. He had it all, the wealthiest man around. And he makes this statement. He said, in my life I have made many millions, but none of them have brought me any happiness. I'm reminded of the story of... Um, uh, Henry Ford. Henry Ford was uh, the man who started Ford Motor Company. And as you, you know, uh, he was an industrialist. He had it all, uh, seemingly. And one day he just makes this uh, statement. He says, I would rather do a mechanic's job. These men that I just named to you, they had millions. They had everything that life has to offer. It seems like uh, they had everything that the world tells you that you must obtain to have happiness and to have joy. But they had no peace. They had no peace. Some people spend all of their lives searching for peace. So the question that, that most people are asking today is this. What do I have to do to have peace? And they're answering this way, I have to marry the right person, I, I, I have to get this job, I have to do this, I would, be, uh, I would experience peace if my husband would just act right, if my wife would just act right, if my children would just leave home, so on and so forth. Well, what, whatever it may be, but they're asking the question, what do I have to do to have peace? But then the next question is really something like this, does peace exist? Everybody talks about peace. Everybody uh, has a longing for peace. Everybody wants a stable mind. Nobody wants to worry all the time. However, the question is being asked, does peace exist? But then here's the third question. If peace exists, how do I obtain it? How do I attain it? How do I lay hold on it? How do I get it? What must I do to have peace? As we're going through this time right now, there are a lot of people that are searching for peace. And the question is, how do I attain it? Well, my friend, you can't look within yourself and find true peace. However, there is a true peace that can be found and I just want to give you three quick things this morning that will help us all during this time to find real peace. First of all, this is what we must do. We must depend on God's 
presence. Did you hear what the Isaiah said there? He said, thou will keep, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is state on thee. It's depending on the presence of God, on the person of God. God takes personal responsibility. It is Him that will give you the uh, peace. It is He that will give you that peace. That peace has always been there, but it's dependent upon His presence. His presence, my friend, makes all the difference this morning, and His presence will make all the difference in your life. This morning, I just want you to, if you don't mind, let's just go through the Bible a little bit. If you want to ask somebody about His presence, and if His presence will make a difference and will give you peace, why don't we ask Noah this morning? Why don't we ask Noah, who's building an ark where there's no rain in sight, and he's being persecuted. He's being ridiculed. But he's, he doesn't find peace in people. But if you were to ask Noah, Noah, is it better to be shut in or is it better to be shut out? He would tell you there's an ark of safety. There's a peace in God that by his presence. And I'm telling you, on that ark in Noah's day, the presence of God was there in the midst of ridicule, in the midst of persecution. If you were to ask Noah this morning, Noah would convey to you, hey, his presence brings peace. If you were to ask Moses, think about me. Think about this for a moment. Moses has an army at his back two mountains on his side, and he has a Red Sea in the front of him. And he doesn't really at this particular time, the only thing that he does is he keeps moving. And if you were to ask Moses, will God be with you when you don't understand in chaotic times, he would say, yes, God will be with you. Let's ask young David who is faced with a giant. A giant by the name of Goliath. And he, he, listen, the, the odds are stacked against young David. However, you, you understand, when, when David looks at Goliath, he makes this statement. He says, you come to me with a spear and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I'm telling you, it wasn't David's presence that day that made all the difference. It was the presence of the Almighty God, and that presence can bring you peace today. Not only that, if you just go a little bit further with me, if you look at Elijah on top of Mount Carmel, he's dealing with Ahab, he's dealing with Jezebel, he's dealing with 450 prophets of Baal. If you would ask him in the midst of being ridiculed, in the midst of seemingly like the world is against you, if you were to ask him, isn't there a God that still will come and answer by fire? He would say his presence makes all the difference. You remember those three Hebrew boys Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You may know them by their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You may uh, ask them when they're uh, facing and they're in a fire, fiery furnace and they're, 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 they're all by themselves. Would you ask them this morning, how can I get peace? They would tell you there's a fourth man that you need to put your trust in that will show up in the midst of time. His presence makes all the difference. Amen. Amen. I don't know what you're feeling at home right now, but I'm feeling real good. I think you ought to just praise God where you're at. Amen. John 14 and 27 says it this way. Jesus, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives peace. 
He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I just want to let uh, our viewing audience know today and all of Life Springs parishioners, members, it's God's presence that we're dependent upon at this time, and His presence can bring peace to your home. Not only if we want to find peace do we have to depend on God's presence, but my friend, during this hour, we've got to depend on God's promises. What are His promises? His promises is His Word. I believe I read in Psalm 138 where it says that He magnifies His Word above His name. He magnifies His Word above His name. Every promise in the book is still true. And you can count on it today. I don't know what you've been depending upon. I don't know if maybe you're independent. Maybe you've been depending on yourself. But I just want to let you know that you can depend on God's presence and you can depend on His promises during this time. I'm reminded of Psalm 37 and 25. I'm reminded where David said, I've been young and I'm old now. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. That's a promise, amen. He came through for David, he'll come through for you, amen. I'm reminded of Psalm 34 and 19, where he says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. I'm reminded of Isaiah 40 and 31, where he says, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as, he's, uh, as eagles. And, and we know he's going to renew their seat. They shall run and not grow weary they shall walk and not faint amen that's the word of God that's not Alan's word that's the word the one that we're dependent upon I've got that same word in first Peter 5 and 7 where he says cast all your care upon him for he cares for you he cares for you this morning I and I know I don't know if any words are coming against you or any ridicule at this time but I'm thankful for the promise that I have in Isaiah 54 and 17 where it says no weapon not some weapons but no weapon that is formed against me will prosper and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment thou will condemn that's not my word that's the word of almighty God but you know what else I'm thankful for I'm thankful for his word in Matthew 11 and 28 uh, uh, where he says come unto me all ye that labor and heavy laden and I will give you Rest. What a promise during this uh, time. Maybe you're here or maybe you're watching and you're feeling unloved or you're feeling by yourself. How many of you remember Romans 8 and 38 uh, uh, where he says, you know what, uh, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There's not a principality. There's nothing living. There's, uh, uh, there's no power. Um, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God which is given to us by Christ Jesus our Lord. So I just want want to give you one more promise as it seems like the world is in an uproar it seems like everything's going wrong in this world we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring we're having to change schedules uh this pandemic is wreaking havoc everywhere i just and, and the question would be in a world that doesn't seem to give peace what can the children of god say to these things i'm reminded in romans 8 and 31 where he said what the, shall we say to these things if god be for us who can be against us glory to God amen that's enough to praise God over this morning amen if you think about it you can depend on his promise there's been a lot of people that's made promises to me 
And they haven't fallen or, or kept their promise, should I say. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I've made some promises along the way that I haven't kept. But I'm thankful. I don't have to look to them. I can look to Him. And His promises are true. And this morning you can depend on the promises of God. And it will bring you peace, my friend. Last but not least, if we're going to find peace, especially in this hour, we've got to depend on God's power. We've got to depend on God's power. Did you hear what he said? He said, trust in the Lord forever. For it's the Lord God Jehovah that gives us strength. This morning, I'm not standing in my own might. I'm not standing in my own power. I'm not staying, say, uh, staying in the power or, or standing in the power of our government. Amen. I know they're doing what they can. I'm not standing in, in the power of what somebody told me. But I'm standing in the power of Almighty God. And you've got to stand in the power of Almighty God. We've got to band together during this time. And we've got to create a bond. And we've got to stand in the power of Almighty God. How can I get peace? You've got to depend on God's power. I'm going to close with this story. You remember the story in Mark chapter 4. You remember Jesus. The Bible says he's on a boat. King James says it like this. That he's in the hinder part of the ship. There's an issue. He's asleep on a pillow. Here's the issue, though. It's during the time of a storm. The waves are raging. They're coming in. They're coming in fast. Seems like everybody else is in an uproar. But Jesus is asleep. So they send for Jesus, and here's the question. Master... Care us not, or do you not care that we perish? Jesus simply gets up. He arises, the Bible says. He rebukes the wind and he calms the sea. Everything's back to normal. But then the question is asked later, after he rebukes them about their faith, the question is asked among people, what manner of this that even the sea and the winds obey. What manner of man is this? He's the Son of God. And no matter what the storm is in your life this morning, no matter how big the waves are, no matter what you're going through, I'm telling you, there's one you can state your claim in this morning. And He'll come through every time. Not sometime, but every time. He's the only one that has the power to change your situation and he's the only one, as he did in Mark chapter 4, the only one that's able to bring peace in a tumultuous time. This morning, as we come to a close, I just want to say this to you. Many this morning are looking for peace. I know the time's coming when they will say peace, peace, and they won't be able to find peace. But I'm telling you, my friend, if you'll anchor yourself in Jesus. See, we've got it mixed up. We've got it distorted. We think peace is a possession. But my friend, peace is a person, and his name's Jesus. He's deity. 
He's high and he's lifted up. And I want you to know his train can still fill this temple today. So I want to extend this opportunity as our praise team, as they're coming and they begin to play. I just want to extend this opportunity to you. Two invitations today, two appeals. First of all, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you really don't have peace at all. Oh, you may enjoy some good seasons. Sin is fun for a season. It's seasonal. You may have a little happiness right now, but you don't have joy. Maybe you've got riches that you could brag on. Maybe you've got things in life that other people just wish to obtain. And you're looking at all those things, but you're crying out this morning, God, I need peace. I need peace. Peace is found in Him, not a possession in the person of Jesus Christ. Say, well, what do I have to do to get this kind of peace that you're talking about? You've got to trust Him as Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Some of you may be viewing and say, well, that's not ultra deep. I'm not trying to be deep. I'm shooting for hearts today. I'm not preaching for response. I'm preaching for results. And this is what I'm asking you, my friend. Don't sign off. Don't go to another page. I'm asking you, stay right here. Give Jesus your life today. That's the first invitation. I'm asking you, give your life to Jesus. You can simply do that by saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I trust you as Lord and Savior. And to stay forward, I want you. And I want to live for you. I want you to be my Savior and Lord. And I'll be your servant, your son, your daughter in Jesus. The second invitation, the second appeal, real quick. I'm praying for our church and everyone viewing say, well, Alan, I've been in God, but there's been some things that's hit me recently that I don't have peace over. I'm going through some troubled times. I'm going through some hard times. I'm telling you, my friend, if you'll suffer with Him, you'll reign with Him. That's the Word of God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. God's not through with you. It's seasoned. It's seasonal. Good days are coming. Good days are coming, and they're coming for you. What I'm saying to you, recommit today. Say, Lord, no matter what happens in my life, I'm placing my total trust in you. I know you're saved. I know you've been serving God, but maybe you put your trust in some other things along the way. I'm putting my trust totally in you. Pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, for those that have tuned in today. I thank you for how you're going to move for their life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're bringing peace to a home right now. Hallelujah. That needs peace more than ever. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to put marriages back together during this time. 
I thank you, Lord, that you're drawing families back together. That, that, that original unit, God, I thank you right now for that one that's troubled over their job, God. You're going to give them increase and you're going to supply for them during this time. For that one that, that needs protection right now, I thank you, Lord, that you're putting a hedge of protection all around them right now, God. You're bringing peace. Hallelujah. Father, grant perfect peace to the children of God because their mind is stayed on you. Hallelujah. It's not in a possession. It's in Jesus. Grant perfect peace. Grant perfect peace. My friend, quit frustrating the grace of God. Quit striving against Him. Just sit back, relax, and let God move in your life, even right now. Father, as we seal this time, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that in 2020, while it's chaotic, while the world around us seems to be crumbling, the children of God are walking in peace. Not because we're not concerned for the world. No, we're going to continue to issue calls of salvation and invitations. But, Lord, we thank you, Lord. That peace is not based on our circumstance. Peace is based on our relationship with you. Father, we vow today during this hour to depend on your presence, to depend on your promise, and to depend on your power. And you'll grant peace in Jesus' name.